welcome to the Bad Boss Survival Guide Podcast. We are on a mission to rid the world of bad bosses. I'm your host, Michael Pollack. So this past weekend, I went to dinner at my mom's. My aunt and my uncle were in town. Of course, anytime mom invites me for dinner and she cooks, I'm there. So my fiance and I, we went there to enjoy lasagna. And my family was asking me about the the Bad Boss Survival Guide podcast, the blog, how it's all going. Now, they hadn't uh, listened to any of the podcasts yet, but my aunt kind of chuckled. She said, man, I could give you some, some material because I've got a pretty bad boss. So a few weeks ago, I did a podcast really admitting to all the bad things that I used to do when I was a bad boss. So I did uh, I did some pretty shitty things, and I treated people pretty shittily, um, but nothing I did compares to some of the things that my aunt was sharing that, that her bonehead boss does to her and the people around her at her work. She told me stories about how this boss would react at a meeting or an interaction that didn't go his way. She said his face would would turn bright red and he'd begin to like kind of slam things down on the desk and, and throw tantrums like a little child. She said he'd then spend the next few days trying to manipulate and spite the people who disagreed with him or who upset him at that time. Apparently this quack would literally try and sabotage any efforts of any individual that he disagreed with or if he didn't like or who was maybe getting credit for an effort that he agreed with but he just didn't want want them to get the credit. So when she was telling me these stories and and describing how this jackass operated, I couldn't help but picture someone who was just in survival mode, like someone who had to fend for themselves and, and saw everything around them as a threat to their safety. He obviously wasn't considering the one question, which is how does he affect the people around him? My aunt described how he was almost incapable of, of sitting down and having an honest or sincere or a constructive conversation with anybody. This guy's behavior style, it reminded me of a concept that I had learned about at a conference a couple years ago. This concept was called amygdala hijack. Now remember, I'm not a physiologist or a physician here, but there are two almond-sized masses in our brain called the amygdala, which apparently control the, what would we call the the fear circuits in our brains. It also plays a role in storing the memories of threats that we've experienced based on the level of negative emotion attached to those experiences. So this little almond in our brain goes to work if a threat or a danger is present and makes split-second decisions before our cortex, our thinker, can even respond. So adrenaline is released, our heart rate goes up, our breathing rate goes up, our blood pressure skyrockets, we start sweating, we shake, we feel anxious. Essentially, this unconscious mechanism shuts down our cortex or our ability to rationalize, to think clearly, to express effectively, and to make sound decisions. Now, this primitive and unconscious mechanism is probably responsible for keeping our species alive when we were hunters and gatherers and evading saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths and shit, but today it doesn't have the same positive effect. Sure, it comes in handy when we need to react to an actual danger, but the majority of the time, most of us are in a safe environment. This mechanism's utility isn't as necessary for survival, but it's still there. This little almond in our brain has the power to get the best of even the most intellectual people. The American poet and writer Archibald MacLeish said, the only thing about a man that is a man is his mind. Everything else you can find in a pig or a horse. 
Sometimes I need to be reminded that I'm instinctually driven, but I have this power, a mind that can take me beyond my instinctual capabilities. I mean, think about this. Without a conscious application of the faculties of our minds, we're nothing but a group of monkeys throwing shit at each other around in disagreement and unrest. So my aunt's boss, he's pretty much a shit-throwing monkey. He bounces from tantrum to tantrum, leaving behind a trail of chaos and hijacked monkey-brained amygdalas. He's not applying the faculties of his mind that separates him from a pig. We are all susceptible to this primitive amygdala hijack. And it's contagious, but you can almost immunize yourself from it by knowing it exists and that it has the power to essentially take over your mind. Now, like everybody, I struggle with, ouch, I struggle with responding appropriately to certain things in my professional or my personal life that just trigger my monkey brain. It's not about gaining domain entirely over this instinctual response within us. It's about understanding it, identifying it, controlling it, and decreasing the impact that it has. It is impossible to eliminate or control this mechanism entirely. So there are four strategies that I practice not to decrease my primitive mechanism, but to strengthen the power that my mind has over to strengthen mind over instinct so number one meditation and mindfulness if i don't dedicate time to relax and to slow my thoughts my mind will literally be in a state of perpetual overdrive and i basically jump from useless thought to non-existent problem in a vicious cycle of angst and frustration you see the mind is a faculty with an application beyond what we can see touch taste hear or smell meditation is the only thing that gives my brain a break from the constant onslaught of sensory inputs in our modern world i think of it as time that my mind spends in the gym conditioning for its next confrontation with my primitive amygdala number two i get teased for this one but it's journaling for me, journaling is the only thing that can quiet my mind when I'm in that state of jacked. I'll get in this cycle of villainizing either someone else or villainizing myself. But when I write it down, I'm able to see my thoughts and think more clearly about them and instantly get this, this state of calm about the situation so that I can move forward in the most productive way. Now, only writing helps me, not typing. So when I journal, I write, I don't type, it doesn't have the same effect. Now I read somewhere, and I'm not sure how accurate this is, but that writing out the alphabet requires something like 20 or 30,000 little fine motor movements in our muscles, in our hands, in our wrists, in our forearm, all this stuff. And typing literally is a combination of 40 or 50 movements. Writing is a much more involved activity than simply typing. So typing out my thoughts doesn't involve my brain enough to allow it to kind of overpower whatever my amygdala is forcing my mind to be thinking on. Number three, visualization. So if I know that I'm going to come in contact with a person or a situation that jacks my amygdala, I'll visualize and prepare ahead of time. I'll imagine myself responding in a calm, collected manner that I'm able to articulate my thoughts in a way that's productive. And I'll even visualize the person or situation. And this one is particularly helpful to me. In a book called Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz, Dr. Maltz talks about preparing for a confrontation in such a way that the other person is sincere in whatever perspective they have, that they aren't doing this to you. They aren't disagreeing at you. They are just looking at a situation sincerely different. I find that when I take this position ahead of time, it transforms 
informs the tone of a conversation. It turns off my fight or flight mechanism because I decide ahead of time that the trigger that this person isn't doing things at me. They're not a threat to me. I essentially tell my amygdala, hey man, take the day off. And last number four, stop. Sometimes all my preparation, it's no match for whatever trigger that I'm in. That primal mechanism within me just gets the best of me and I can't reel it in no matter how hard I try. It's important that I practice for this by becoming aware of the fact that, hey man, you can lose it. And when you lose it, you need to stop because nothing good is gonna happen until you settle the hell down. I usually find myself in these situations in my personal life, at home, with loved ones. My hijacked amygdala has been responsible for every unnecessary outburst, all hurtful words, hurt feelings, damaged relationships, and groveling apologies. It's important to me that when I'm jacked, I recognize that my rational brain is unavailable at the moment. I've gotta get myself out of the situation as fast as I can before someone gets hurt. Accept your primitive foundation. We're humans, but we're the human species. Yes, we're special, we're very mysterious, we're gifted, but a species nonetheless. A reminder of this can put you on the plane of mind to separate you from the pig, from a horse, or to just make sure you're not a shit-throwing monkey. Bye for now, folks. To the best version of you.